0: Hi I'm John and I'm Colin and I'm the uncertainty of death and taxes this is Hold up this is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up little did he know
1: that this simple seemingly innocuous act would result in his imminent
0: death Uh uh-huh how long has it given you to live I, I don't know dramatic irony it'll fuck you every time
2: excuse me where are the dying people most of these people are sick or injured, which is great, don't get me wrong, but they're going to get better, which doesn't really help me. Is there any way to see the people who aren't going to get better? Cute, Cue
0: the theme, theme song.
3: song. I'm Penny, I'm Kane's assistant. Uh, I'm
0: Harold, her main character. Have you met anyone recently who might load at the very core of
2: you? I just started auditing a woman who told me to get bent. Well that sounds like a comedy.
0: Am I a member? An of...
3: anarchist group, yes.
0: Anarchists have a group?
3: I believe so, sure.
0: They assemble? I,
3: I don't know. Wouldn't that completely defeat the purpose? And I suppose you smoked all these cigarettes? No, they came pre-smoked. Little did he know that this simple, seemingly innocuous act would result in his imminent death. What? What? Hey! Hello? What? Why?
1: Why my dad? Hello? Excuse me? When?
3: Harold suddenly found himself beleaguered and exasperated outside the bakery. Shut up! Cursing the heavens in futility. No, I'm not.
1: I'm cursing you, you stupid boy. So shut up and leave me alone.
0: All, All right. And they set up to do the podcast, each hoping that the show went well. And, as he got ready to speak about this movie that they watched, he thought, wouldn't it be strange if he did a narration voice, and then he heard it, and oh my god, what the fuck is that noise? Stranger Than Fiction is a 2006 Will Ferrell movie. And welcome back to Will Ferrell Month. We, uh, I personally had high hopes for this movie. Um... And after last week's uh, old school, you know, kind of walking that thin line, but ultimately for some of us holding up, um, we always want Will Ferrell movies to do well. And this one I had some fond recollections of because in uh, when I first saw this movie... Years ago, I don't know if I would have seen this as soon as it came out, but I, I would have soon after, maybe picked it up on DVD eight months, a year after it after it did a limited release. I can't remember how wide this got because uh, the budget for this film was 30 mil in that range um, and did 53 in the box office. And I think people, you know, in the same way if like Jim Carrey were to try and break out of being this comedic genius into something completely straight, which kind of worked for him in um, uh, the Kaufman movie, Colin, which was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Line. Thank you. Okay. See, that's what happens in the trivia game that I didn't do well in to name that movie. You just did it there. You couldn't think of it (laughs) on the spot, even though you know that movie very well. (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot. No. Well, Jim
1: Carrey had done some dramatic work before that one. He did this one where he plays a guy with amnesia who goes to this small town and something about a movie theater. I can't remember what it was called, but there was nothing that he was successful in dramatically. He until, did a
2: horrible fucking thriller called Thirteen.
1: Yeah. Oh I, right. I can't that was later. It. Later though. That, that was after Eternal
0: Sunshine. That. I think even.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what the other dramatic one he did. He, it was right after he did the Truman Show. I, he was. I think oh yeah, and
0: was, Truman Show was a fairly straight clip for him. <laughs> <laughs> Colin breezes over that. That's like
2: a major one of the. Well, yeah. it is,
1: but um, but he like, he he tried a bunch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even Truman well, Show, I don't
1: think is as good as internal sunshine like it's okay
0: that's a tough one well we haven't done the Truman Show we'll um, have to, yeah. f- for this show yeah we had talked about doing that one and then the other one that had Matthew McConaughey that's sort of similar about reality show when when that came oh, out Oh Ed oh god oh, no yeah. Would be that's bad, probably not worth doing bad, 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 bad. that was one like, of those you did that movie we have to do another one just like it and we're another studio we'll do Ed like I don't Jesus. think will Ferrell's done anything at
1: all like this since, though he went right back to his silly comedy
0: well that's if what I, worked really well and you know this was not uh, that's I mean what he's paid for you made you made money on the movie so I'm sure that's always great for folks but I think everybody wants the you know made for 30 makes 120. And it just mm-hmm. catches on and everything goes nuts. So, like, Mark Forster is the director of this. And he's, he had quite a run from, like, around 2000 onwards. Monsters Ball, he was a part of. Finding mm-hmm. Neverland. Stranger Than Fiction, he did this. The Kite Runner. He did a James Bond movie. Uh, he did World War Z. Christopher Robin, with, A Man Called do Otto, Sean recently.
1: Connery? Didn't he do one with Sean uh, Connery where he, he teaches a black kid how to write or something like that? You're the man, dog. Is that not oh, Mark Foster? Find
0: Find uh Everything Put Together. Uh no, oh. I don't think he did that one. It was a different direction. So I mean I but he's he's been like given some budgets and he's gone to get. It. I mean, A Man Called Otto has uh Tom Hanks. Finding so Neverland work, work
1: was uh, was a big movie too for him. I've I've, I've seen it only Okay,
0: admission once. I've never seen it.
1: I only saw it once. Brent, did you see Finding Neverland?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Who's I'm the star kind of, of like, it
1: again? Is it Depp?
0: It's um, Johnny Depp, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of anti anything to do with Peter Pan.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm, I'm sick not. of it.
0: I don't like it, and I, I don't like the lore or any... Like, it's just... It's too weird, the Lost Boys and all the stuff. It's just not... I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I agree. Not for me. Anyway, just... To, it doesn't hold up. There you go. Um, Okay, so Mark Forster, very, very competent at the helm of most movies, and uh, we can talk a bit more about this <coughs> as we get into it, but I thought direction-wise in this movie is like a 10 out of 10 the way they integrated graphics and his neuroses and other things. I thought that was all great. So I'll just say that now. Um, who else we got here? Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal um, takes over the, uh, uh, the love interest role here. Emma Thompson is the author who uh, Will Ferrell uh, hears the, the voice. We got Dustin Hoffman, Queen Latifah, Tony Hale from uh, Arrested Development and Veep fame. Uh, it was the, what the doctor who tells him to take some time off, I knew I knew him, but I couldn't figure out where. But that was Tom Hulse, who is uh, Mozart, Amadeus, and uh, uh, Parenthood. Um, yeah, hard to believe because he's uh, who, a... Who was that? End, as we all do. Tom Hulse. He was like the, the therapist um, that tells him to take some time off. Uh, he tells him like some mystical oh. stuff, and Will Ferrell basically just ignores him. Um, Linda Hunt, who mm-hmm. takes some time off of her uh, making super suits for uh, uh, superheroes, <laughs> and Kristen Chenoweth. Um, so I mean, pretty much you recognize every person in this movie, and it's uh, yeah, you know you there's do. not a lot, there's not a lot else going on outside of kind of like the core of this story, um, and so brent what was your kind of uh, background and history with this did you check this one out like on drop like were you were you super chasing this kind of thing down at the time because this was like way outside of we fellers' will ferrell's usual like holy shit shit my pants laughing at this guy
2: yeah no it totally was and um i feel like i've been saying this every single episode lately but this is another one that i think you showed me um like I, I just my memory of it's like it came up a conversation, I hadn't seen it and it was like, Oh, you should totally see it, right? Yeah. Um and, and then, then I've like never watched it again. Yeah. Yeah, I was like totally surprised. I was like, wow. And I remember thinking like like, oh, that's a good movie, mm-hmm. right? But not not compelling to watch it again.
1: Right. I, I yeah, so yeah. wanted to show I want I always wanna do that with Brent too. I, I, I tried to show him waiting for Waiting for Gilbert Grape the other day We almost watched it But he's wow. never seen Leonardo DiCaprio um, he, he got nominated for an Oscar for that And he was like 18 years
0: old And Why don't we do this for the show as well? Like that's oh we'll have to, to Yeah, yeah but, but, uh, let's put it
2: in the list Because then I know I'll watch it Because Hillary keeps telling me as well
1: She's seen it too Yeah it's really good I'm sure John's seen it
0: I, but John. it was like so long ago. I don't. John I like. I don't. I don't have strong memories. Yeah.
1: It's back when Johnny Depp. I I like that Johnny Depp better than this Johnny Depp. But uh, early Johnny Depp. I like him better than what he became. Yeah. Because he
2: c- um, became Captain Jack.
1: Well, yeah, and he,
2: he he did that role so many times. Yeah, he got lost he in it. He's like fucking Christ. He became <laughs> that person. <now."
1: laughs> he did. It's <laughs> true. That's very interesting that you say that. It's yeah. very true, and he uh, and he, all his roles reflect it that he plays in now. So yeah, yeah, it's like
2: if Hunter S. Thompson and a Disney pirate fucked, Johnny <laughs> Depp is that fucking
1: baby. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's that yeah. Hunter Hunter was a big influence on his c- current way of speech and personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they lived together, so must have rubbed off. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: it it must um, have yeah it must have
1: it really stuck but uh so uh, and and then hunter thompson blew his brains out yeah well so So i i wonder if johnny blames himself because he he did spend a million dollars on his funeral
2: no hunter had always said man that he was gonna do
1: it i know but can you imagine having johnny depp follow you around and mimic you for like a long period of time in your home Maybe that pushed him over the edge. <laughs> Could you imagine someone doing that to you? It would be awful.
2: It depends who it is, right?
1: It would be fun at first, but like after like, like a week, you'd be like, Jesus Christ. I got to blow Actually, my brains yeah, out. I, I got to snort some coke and fucking back to me. Pistol me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus. okay um one <laughs> thing that concerned on me
0: one thing that concerned me as we were revving up to watch this though was the runtime coming in mm-hmm. at 113 minutes so uh that was definitely concerning because i know that my uh fond recollections of this movie um came with a sort of Uh, recollection of the simplicity of the story, right? There's not Mm -hmm. a ton of complicated stuff going on here. There's some fantastical stuff going on. There's a bit of love story. There's a bit of a guy trying not to die. Uh, There's not that much to investigate, so that runtime scared me. Yeah,
1: that's very fair. Um, It was
0: fair to be scared. The
1: thing that made this movie long to me was not the the, that they had it had too many scenes i almost felt like every scene was too long uh almost every scene in this movie is is could have been cut in half or you would have lost a lot of dialogue especially when it came to stuff with dustin hoffman and um those scenes were incredibly long there is a lot of back and forth and the result doesn't change at the end of the scene I'll tell so you what could
2: go he, is all of Queen Latifah's character. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree with because that. Because there's she just nothing
2: that comes out of that pressure. She could just be. She could just have a deadline. Like it's not like she ever fucking ties her up, and then there's ever like any impending doom because of it. I guess maybe she increases the ticking clock, but she comes in right yes. at the beginning the so only what the fuck just give her a deadline it doesn't really the, matter the either.
1: only thing her character does is gives her someone to talk to and that is it but otherwise nothing comes of it it just gives her a it's her sidekick or whatever yeah her,
2: which if she doesn't take extra time then yeah. i'm fine with her being there for that
1: but she does yeah
2: but she does take up extra space in the movie you know I think it does have runtime. You
1: could have just so. made it somebody that it d- like was her assistant or her. It didn't have to be this big explain a log about. I'm here to help you do your book and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like the, the the good purpose she does serve is like Karen has some writer's block and needs to talk through some of that stuff. But so she yeah, could have I done that she, with an she assistant. She needed someone. Yeah, no, she needed someone a to be a uh, But yeah, I don't think sister. it needed to be a full a full blown character. Yeah. Although I, I think, um, I, like Queen Latifah does really well in this role as, as this character.
2: Yeah, not she, there's sh- not anything wrong with the way she plays it. She She's fine. Yeah, she it's is. Just, it's is just like, an extraneous kind of role to
1: me. And yeah, you know. totally agree. Um, and there's uh, th- they show a little bit too much of uh, the same thing with Harold, like the setups of things. Um, go on too long, whether it's brushing his teeth and walking to work and being at work, and they don't. The te- it's tedious and boring and mundane. But we don't need yeah. it to be that long to get the point that it's tedious, boring, and mundane. We yeah, um, So I
2: wanted all to know what it is to be tedious and mundane. So yeah, we live in
1: it well, every day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I wanted to to check this because um, uh, Brent usually. Is a little bit more open to movies that take take the time and the space to breathe a bit. He's a little less impatient than Colin. No, yeah. I don't think it's like quite an impatient thing. But he usually, so like, uh, no, I'm impatient. This movie, I'm an impatient this movie, no, this movie. I know, yeah. Cover for me. There's no. <laughs> that's fine. All right, lie. that's fine. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. I, I I felt like this movie was just taking its time to be like quite deliberate. Um, like it was doing it on purpose because, like Colin says, it's in every scene. And and Mm -hmm. he's right, like each scene could have been tightened slightly, usually by a line or two, and not much would have been lost. But it leaves it in and it it gives you the space and it like shows like, you know, there's some walking around and like some more walking around and doing some things and like dragging my feet to really get you set in the mood. Like, did you find it like unnecessary, Brent, too slow for even your slowish appetites?
2: Yeah, see, I like slow when it's art right and not that this isn't art like I do think that this is a film more so than a like a flick right but um I didn't find that the time spent in this was you know was was extra uh brush strokes you know what I mean for good purpose yeah it didn't add depth. It was maybe overpainting as opposed to uh, uh, this
3: analogy
0: you know. I like this analogy there, there's there, overpainting, this canvas and all.
3: There's a really good example
1: <laughs> closer to the end of the movie that like um sticks out and t- explains kind of what you could have done um with the editing of this movie without having to reshoot anything or change the writing. Um, yeah. where where he goes to him and finds out he the guys uh, Dustin Hoffman has read the book that and the notes about the the ending of the book where he would die. And, uh, that scene goes on for, I don't even know how many minutes, but, but, um, Dustin Hoffman says right in the beginning of that scene, all he needed to say. And, uh, he's like, it's perfect. You're going to have to die or something like that. And then you could have cut to him on the bus reading the thing. Um, it would have been so much better if he would have came up with the decision himself on the bus when he was reading it. and Because I love the line he said to her about how it was beautiful and she should finish her book and stuff like that. But but by Dustin Hoffman over-explaining it again and again and again and again, it almost takes away from his decision because Dustin Hoffman just hammers it home so much in his dialogue that that it's not as impactful when he makes that decision. And I think a lot of the movie does that. Um, well, and when
2: you find out what the decision was, and you find out that it was neither poetic nor fucking uh, necessary, yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so
3: <laughs> it's okay. a fake.
2: It's a fake boy in the story, right? So yeah. she's making that boy also risk his life so that Harold Crick can lose his.
0: Well. <laughs> I was going to say maybe unread to us because we only hear so many lines from the author. They're about Harold in the moments where he's in the book. It's plausible that the other parts of the book are about that lady getting the job as the bus driver and the kid getting a new bike and that family. Like It could have been that they were the focus of the story and Harold was a secondary character that we don't get to only for Harold's little minor parts. And well, she kills
1: her hero, so he is the main character.
0: Okay, fine, but that doesn't mean there still couldn't be. That I that was my assumption no, I, anyway. It was
2: like, I. Yeah, I also had that assumption. Yeah, that there was like okay. I, I. I like Colin said, believe Harold Crick's the main, but I do uh, have an understanding because like that kid, you see him at the beginning, right? Yeah. So it's clear that that kid has a story, uh, just like the bus driver, um, because, I mean, because we're observing points throughout there, right? But we don't yeah. need much from them. Um, yeah. But all the same. Right as she's orchestrating, Harold. Yep, she's likewise orchestrating them. I guess they just don't hear the voice.
0: Yeah, but,
1: well, but, which but is... for for me too, that doesn't make sense. There's just a lot of this movie that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense sometimes. Um, nothing it. it Like okay, so the way they describe the book at the end of the day, Dustin Hoffman describes is is that it's um like uh, the thin red line. It's this beautiful piece of art that like is perfect and has to be out in the world. It like deserves to be out in the world, but I see just a really boring story. Um, that is (laughs) does not have that interesting of an ending. He pushes a boy out of the way of a bus. It's pretty cliche. There's like nothing special or poetic or beautiful about his death in that way. He saves yeah. a kid. Okay. Like, that's it? Like, I don't right. get it.
2: The way to make well, it is that it's not the kid. It's Maggie, right? It's the Gyllenhaal, right? That's the thing, right? Is that that's the poetic thing would be that he found love in... And then he had to uh, sacrifice his life for it, right? Just Mm -hmm. when he had it, then he fucking lost it, right? He pushes Um, her out
1: of the way and gets hit by the bus, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That's That's a way better ending. And then
2: you still have him (laughs) in the fucking hospital at the end instead, right? And And the narrator still still says, like, the kind of guy that would willingly do this, like, do you really want that guy dead, right? So yeah. that's the way to end it. This fucking kid and the bus driver and all that, they are not necessary, also.
1: Yeah, it feels very. Feels like. I hate d- to say decided. it, because it's not like this movie is,
2: is bad. And it's not like it's not enjoyable. Harold Crick is enjoyable. I mean, Will Ferrell's like a very likable guy. Maggie Gyllenhaal is awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And Dustin Hoffman's wicked. And uh, uh, what the. Emma. What's name? Emma. Emma, I mean, is. You're not going to get any fucking complaints Probably f- about anything she does But yeah, the, what the what the hell Do you know what I mean it's, The performances uh,
1: are The performances are worth Like the nominations and things That they maybe are attention That they got for sure The performances are great The writing lets the actors And the editing and the directing Not the directing maybe so much But the writing and the editing I think at the end of the day Is what lets the actors down Not yeah. the other way around Because so the story,
2: the story is
1: good the directing is great, too, actually. The directing is mean, really good.
0: It's it's really incredible to think that there could be an internal revenue service agent named Harold Crick who lives his life on a pretty uh, channeled, focused, repeatable, scheduled, routine-like way. And he is sent to audit a baker named Anna Pascal. And he begins to hear a narrator in his head and after the narrator in his head, uh, starts to drive him a little bit cuckoo, the narrator says that his impending death is coming. And so Harold begins the journey to try and figure out what's this voice, what's it talking about? Uh, and he meets some interesting people along the way, like professor, uh, Dusseldorf, no professor Jules Hilbert, uh, played by Dustin Hoffman, who is a literary, um, Genius, what is he? He's a like a fine literary he's a
2: professor of literature.
0: Thank you. Uh um, Yeah, at a college,
1: just at some college. He's not like <coughs> it, it's not a prestigious. And well, I think he's and, well
2: known because she knows him. At the end, he yeah, wrote he all those is, letters, though he wrote yeah, her like all the letters,
1: and she's like, his letters oh, are beautiful or whatever. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she I got think them. It's, it's, it's not so, a bad college. It's just not like Yale or anything. It's just a city college, or university. maybe it is.
0: I don't know; they're vague about it, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. So they Harold, don't, they, don't,
1: uh, they don't make a big deal about it, whatever it is.
0: So Harold goes on trying to figure out if he can survive this whole thing, and uh, we find out uh, later as he meets author Karen Eiffel, and uh, they try and figure out how to end her book. Is it going to be tragic, comedic, a love story, or just cold-blooded murder?
1: I mean the writing stuff. The I of course love all of the writing stuff, and they taught. I mean this is like a writer's movie for sure. Like those things are appealing to me for for the way the story is told with the with the graphics is so cool. I think this director is super innovative. What what he yeah. did with that yeah. stuff was excellent.
0: It's really yeah, really it's engaging, much,
1: isn't it? I don't I mean, know. I th- maybe a little, because it doesn't
2: like. What does it really contribute to anything? It's just these little yeah. squiggles and swoogles and. What it it just it feels kind of gimmicky, right?
0: Well, I thought it really was impactful to show Harold kind of getting his his uh, um, f- his neuroses under control. Because in the early stages of the movie, it's very heavy as he is like counting everything and doing stuff. But later, as yeah. he starts to ease back and relax, it, it that stuff totally eases off. Until it's like non-existent in the last half of the movie, so I think yeah. it was Brent kind of it, done over over like that on purpose, Brent, to like make you feel like anxious on his behalf, and then he's off Brent, on it, which is I, cool.
1: Brent makes a good point, though. I think you could have pulled way back on it. I think maybe mm-hmm. it, there was too much of it. It would have been once again less is more, and he like goes for it, but like it could not have if been it's, a lot if it's less. under John's premise, though. I, li- I, I liked it behind. all. I liked it all. I, I, really I thought it, it was really cool, but after Brent it was said definitely that, clever
0: the way I things said, fly out and roll out the text and it flies together and there's different graphs and infographics and all like this when stuff. it it's crumbles really, really and neat.
1: stuff like when like I can't remember there's a time where it collapses and falls on the ground. Yeah. Um, something yeah, happens. I can't bad. remember what. I think I like that. But like maybe there's just too much of it in every single shot because then it loses its impact. Right. If If it's not more subtle. That's when Brent said that. That's the only thing I could think of was that, yeah, maybe less would have been more, and because uh, because anything you show too much of it loses its impact, right?
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But I just, I felt like it did ease off, so it's not like they were hitting me over the head. It eventually the just disappears on for purpose. the most part. I know, but it, yeah. it, it had a purpose. I saw it, so that's why I liked all of it. Mm-hmm. It does go um, away, I guess, but. So what's super interesting, uh, what this movie kind of boils down to in many ways, like I, I love like all the characters and all the relationships that develop and the way things go and like overall you take like, if you were to take like a sample of the story along the way, it would like line up really well. So I kind of like really agree that a lot of the stuff just individually and scene by scene goes goes a bit, a bit too long. The other thing that can drive you a little bit nuts about this movie is trying to... <laughs> Trying to make this into like put your semblance of reality on it. Right. Like not that, not that people hear narrators in their heads and it isn't schizophrenia. That probably heavily is schizophrenia all the time. But if there was some snap your fingers, magic thing to happen, like there's some big questions around like what the fuck is happening uh, for that to go on, including. um, So here's something about uh, Karen Eiffel. She's writing her story. Is the story include that Harold can hear the author, in his voice. I don't right? know. Uh, um, and because the reason that the, the evidence to show that that is true is because she's writing the scene where the phone rings and she's like, the phone rings once the second time, a third time and it's ringing in her apartment. So, yeah, that, so like, she, that she wrote herself into the story. So that's really weird. Like, so I wonder in the version that Dustin Hoffman was reading, was he like, it's so brilliant that you wrote yourself into it. And then you killed him anyway. It's a masterpiece. So it I don't never know. Like says that
1: though. You know what? That's no, it funny doesn't. That you say it's never clear. That's bad writing, because it never indicates that that yeah, Dustin Hoffman would have mentioned that or brought it up after he read the book, like how she wrote herself in and how she wrote him hearing the voice. That is actually would have made it much better if that is what she was writing. Yeah, um, especially that, when Harold.
2: Everything in the book is part of her book. Therefore, mm-hmm. is that stuff a manifestation of her? I like, see. I Harold don't know. Crick pop into existence when she started to write, or Excellent was he question. in existence and she harnessed the character somehow? Like I, I started to wonder if maybe there was a thing about her, like because she so precisely nailed him, like seventy-five, blah blah blah. Maybe yep. there was like a specific, just like she actually like tuned into him, and that's why he could start hearing her, and she could. I, you know. I like
0: that. Yeah, I like I, that. She liked the, the, He happened to be a guy of this type that worked for the IRS that had that same name. And, and it was like just fate that she picked everything the same. Yeah. I think
1: I like that interpretation of it. That, But I, I also would have liked been interested in. See, there's things I feel like there's. they. It's tough, man. I, I think they do a poor job of intersecting those things together. Because I would have loved it if it was a story about where she found out that that was happening, and then she started investigating her old books and looking for people with the name of her in her last book, and dying after she released the book or finished. That's a it. different. That's a whole. Different I know, movie. but that's what I'm saying is those are the things that interested me about. This story, but they never the go internet there. The internet would do that now. So the internet would less, totally
0: do that today. I knew so a guy named Harold Crick and He died. Oh, and I knew. So it's a kind here. of
1: less interesting because she just assumes that she killed other people and um, tortures herself or well, beats herself up about it. How many I mean, people did I kill? Consumption, but it's the, never the,
0: explored. The plain so that's fact what I'm of the matter: is there so many things. Hmm? The plain fact is, they never even try to explain it which is a way to go for sure. Like there's never, you know, no one goes to look for Jesus or aliens or tele telepathy or whatever. Right. It's just like somehow within this small group of people, it's accepted and understood and it's real for them. So it's just like, who cares how no one asked that question. Like, why is this happening to us? They're just like, don't write and kill me. It's like, okay, read my book, me character. I made up like maybe her book would have that super mega impact if there were scenes written into it where, like, yeah, she was writing about a guy who came to plead for his life, basically, um, but, but she had to work but I through think, that. But I think you, that boy's
2: you, blood was the cure to fucking gonorrhea or something.
1: But I think John nails it though. When when you when I never thought about that until you'd mentioned it about how she's writing the phone ringing and he's calling. Yeah. I think that's a huge missed opportunity there. That that they should have like at least revealed to us that she had written herself into her book, like a uh, Charlie Kaufman-esque type adaptation. But um, we so see she, in
2: that she does that there. That's evidence that she does. So we do. I know, but it's, do that.
1: it. It wouldn't make any sense that Dustin Hoffman wouldn't have brought that up. Like that's a weird fucking thing for her to have done, and it's never mentioned out loud. So that makes no sense.
2: I don't know that Harold Crick knows that or that Dustin Hoffman knows that. She knows that, but I don't know that Oh no, I guess they read it. He read the book. Later, he I read guess. her whole yeah. book
1: from beginning to end. So he would have hmm. said you wrote yourself into your book. The whole argument collapsed right in front of me. Yeah, yes. and I think I don't think they thought about that. The writers or whoever made the movie. Well, like just, that that makes no sense unless she is writing that he hears her voice. And writing that it's doing all of this to him, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The only way it would make sense is if after she didn't kill him, she went and rewrote the whole book with him hearing her voice. Because because they she said she'd have to go back and change the whole book now that she changed the ending. So yeah, that's maybe the, the film only we way saw that was that the sense.
0: result of that. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah,
1: but once again, it's not explained <laughs> or explored at all. So I we mean, don't really have answers to these questions.
0: She she missed a big opportunity. She she, she could have said. And then Harold Crick had a really handsome and hot young brother who hooked up with Arthur Karen Eiffel, and he <laughs> made <laughs> millions in green energy. And they lived as billionaires and ruled the world. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would have been good. She could have yeah, written so like,
1: She could have written that he ele- he could fly,
0: and he would he would have
1: flown maybe. <laughs> no. Well, Everything she said, wrote happened. That's
2: why I said, I said, why didn't they say like, Harold Crick won the lottery the next day and,
0: fucking, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And she why had a centaur they? for a pet. Yeah. And a that's <laughs> the why the real a centaur.
3: If, if fucking Ooh. Dustin Hoffman
1: was so smart, how come he didn't fucking think of I that? Guess,
0: I guess that's the never ending story though, that what we're talking about.
1: That's uh, no. oh, the story. The he existence. wins the lottery and he splits it with author, the author who wrote <laughs> the book. And um, gives a little bit to the professor at this college. So what's <laughs> the, what's the bigger also, thing? The professor in the college would have also been in the book. So once again, she That's would have written him into That's the book. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Everybody
2: is part of her book. Mm-hmm. Maggie yeah. If she Hall, wrote yeah, herself right. in, right, which we yeah, see Maggie's her do, in the book. then everybody else is mm-hmm. a character.
0: Well, we mm-hmm. see her, Anna Pascal. She uses, she calls Anna Pascalo by name when she's yeah, narrating. Yes. Miss Pascal, yeah, she's like yeah, Miss she Pascal. Oh, yes, tits were in yes, his yes. face, and he liked her pair of nipples. <laughs> no, you know what? Part, actually, but, but she did. So makes, then, now
1: she's in it no too. This makes no sense. This actually <laughs> makes no sense. Now, this, I, it's as I feared. Um, this is nonsense. It falls apart under any 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 but, kind of scrutiny. That falls apart.
0: Dustin Hoffman, nothing at Dustin Hoffman's is narrated. So it's only about the love story. Yeah, Maggie that's true. And, there is and, no and narrating of
1: him. Yeah. But I never you're assuming
2: about that. that the only stuff that he's doing that's part of the story are the things that we're hearing with the narrator. Mm-hmm. Come at me, me bro. You still true. have everything else because even though he's acting out of character, it's the voice narration that is making him do so. That's all part of the, the thing. Yeah, see, that's the problem with
1: it though. That's the whole problem with yeah. it. Then it becomes like a fucking a weird puzzle or, or it just it doesn't the writing doesn't make so, sense.
0: Uh, God damn it. But like okay, let's try to not think about this too hard though. Is that possible? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but think about think about like all of <laughs> yeah, the yeah, stuff of that you like I about like this to movie. I don't think about it too much. I think all of the stuff that I don't like about this movie. All the stuff I like about this movie has nothing to do with that shit. I would have much rather seen him being this boring, lonely guy who who ends up like like coming out of his shell and um, changing like substantially in all of these different ways, learning how to play guitar. And like he he takes a chance on her and brings her the flowers. <laughs> I loved all of that stuff. That stuff was
0: great. Yeah, there's some like, big, hard-hitting uh, moments in this. You need, you
1: need. This movie should have just been way shorter, man, because all of that stuff is so good. And I' glad it exists. And it's, I love when he their relationship between the two of them. I like the love the dialogue. Even though some of those scenes are too long, I, I, I didn't get. I wasn't bored when it was between him and her. Even there are some long silences and and moments for the movie to breathe in those moments. So um yeah i mean i i'm it's too bad
0: there's so there's lots of there's threads going on in this in this movie so we have just will ferrell as a character and his arc from the start to where he ends up at the end and learning a lot about himself there's all that stuff there's Mm -hmm. his love story with maggie joe hall there's his relationship with dustin hoffman and then there's his relationship with Emma Thompson, which includes the kind of voiceover shit. So there's just, there's like four different kind of distinct threads going on throughout here. And I think, I think that's where things start to get a little bit confused. I think if it was, you know, Emma Thompson writing and the voice and her trying to write the book and Will Ferrell trying to get shit done and then meeting with Maggie Gyllenhaal, like maybe it's less Dustin Hoffman stuff, even though he's maybe my favorite I don't know if he's my favorite. I do love him in this though. And he's so smart and he's got good ideas the way he thinks about how to solve this problem and I don't know. Well, like where, do, he's you, got where do you where one of my g-
2: favorite laughs when he's uh, when he goes, That's the voice and he's like, It can't be And he's like why he's like why can't it be? And he's like, She wasn't on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's I like all that. embarrassed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really I really like that. He's got a um, like he's charming
0: yeah there, no, no there's I something like to his character right so like yeah, I don't sure. I don't want less of him but like I don't know maybe what needed to be less of then was was um the writer's block the, the Karen Eiffel stuff and and like giving us less to think about with that narration cause like Will Ferrell has to look into it what's happening to me but like that's the I think that's the one thing like that that is the biggest risk for this the cohesiveness of this movie cause Will Ferrell growing and changing learning shit. Solid. Will Ferrell nails this. He He played this. You know, he has this deadpan, not deadpan. He has this straight man edge to his comedy usually, but he goes so over the top. This movie, he like rarely goes over the top. Um and no, so like I'll plays he that well
1: underplays
2: it yeah I don't think yeah ever
0: yeah. once
1: does he never I don't he never falls for that he 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 um, never
0: goes into comedy he does like scream and get exuberant when he tears his his condo apart and when he's yelling at the construction oh. crew for stuff like he gets into it so like I just think it's a really great showing from him Maggie Gyllenhaal this is one of like my my favorite roles for her because she's like super likable very interesting character makes mm-hmm. sense makes one hundred percent sense good strong character. Dustin well, Hoffman, her, amazing. Her Emma Thompson, amazing. Too. So like all that stuff's so good. It's the it's the it's the mystical, fantastical shit. That in, is in my like opinion, what's got me questioning shit. Yeah, here.
1: me too. And in my opinion, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is the best because, um, and even though I don't often like when they do this, she gets to talk about her backstory of how she ended up where she is, and I feel like I know, understand her character and know her character the best out of all of these characters and so it, it's it's so much nicer um, yeah the, the the relationship between him and her is really good
0: the way that develops um, is like really interesting mm-hmm. and there's yeah, a lot of great little comedy animosity.
1: there's a lot of conflict between them like right in the beginning and it's thick and heavy but and there's also mean. something she's under she's like you're staring
0: at my tits yeah, he's like, what? I don't was. think I was, and then he tries to like say his way out of it. She gives him like this look, like she can tell he's just having a he bad day. So it she too, because later. she it's gives because him the he
2: pass. Says, if I was, it was only as a, as an yeah. agent of the of the American
3: <laughs> of uh, the government. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Like so, that's all really. That's all really good. Um, I, but yeah, I maybe think, it's. Sorry, I was just gonna say maybe it's the stranger than fiction stuff that needed to be pulled back on. In yeah, order to make this the like work, stuff work is better.
1: Like the least interesting, and surprisingly, the college stuff with the professor once again is. I love him talking about the history of writing and and eliminating the stories he could be in and I you I like all of that stuff. That's um really good stuff. But once again, you, that's not mystical.
0: You can't have a movie where a guy starts hearing an accurate. Narrating voice in his head and gets to meet that narrator without there being some kind of fucking closure around what the fuck is that about? Mm-hmm. In some way, shape, or form. I'm sorry, it's just they just it's, blow it
1: off. They're just like, who cares?
0: Who gives a shit? It's know, fantastic. I don't know about. that
2: I need that too much,
0: right? I can assume like various. Well, yeah, I, no, I just I think it's lazy things. I don't need it. Everything else is like wrapped up, but everything else is set in motion, and potentially characters are like were created out of this woman's mind.
1: I think it's more like, I would assume that that's not true. And like, well, once again, it's so open to interpretation because they don't ever get into it. Like you'd said, but I think for me, it's more like what Brent was saying is that her, she taps into like the zeitgeist of people that really exist. And then they end (laughs) up being her characters somehow. Like they are real people and that's, what she draws on maybe for, for her writing. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's this, how I was looking so then, at it too.
0: So then it's theoretical that this movie is the events leading up to the author Karen Eiffel writing the final and definitive version of the book so Jesus, the version she talks about and what's is being the narrated of
1: the last chapter but once again that's not but then she said she was going to anyway. rewrite
0: it no it's not but that's what i have to believe is the case
1: well yeah, well, yeah you just have to make assumptions because there's no nothing leading to anything but it's once so, again that's so not necessarily odd. the i mean i i do like things that are open to interpretation but that's what
2: i was going to ask is this is this good open to interpretation or bad
1: open to interpretation
0: i don't know like some of the stuff i maybe needed a bit more
1: you need to fill some blanks in like for god's sakes
0: it, here's the thing here's the whole thing driving me questioning this is that directing love it music great awesome music the scene so yeah. many standout scenes the guitar scene where he's playing the fucking what you call it song yeah And she falls for him like, well, she was falling for him already, but she figures she's going to go to bed with him while staring at him. Like, that's so visual and amazing while he's doing a song. And you can tell when she's looking at him. I love that acting like that is great acting from her. Yeah, Um, she's really good in this. So like when when um and then the flowers giving her flowers like that's a very unique and thoughtful scene. Like it totally sells why they get with each other. Like things mm-hmm. like that really stand out to me and all the acting and everything and yet something in my brain is like this isn't like a 10 out of 10, two thumbs up, amazing. It's like I'm I'm still questioning to, to right now whether or not it holds up.
1: Yeah, I am
2: too.
0: Me too, but I'll
2: tell so you what, is what I it, what do does that like. mean? What? I, I, Well, I like that these two characters, like we like them both from different parts of their life, right? We like Maggie Gyllenhaal not because of, well... Because of who she is, but because of who she is as a result of who she's been, right? Will Smith or Will Smith? God damn, <laughs> Will Smith, Will Ferrell. Um, we're getting to see who he is becoming because if Harold Crick is the person that he is in the beginning, which we can assume he's been forever, you know what I mean? He's like, he's got one of those like uh, crazy math minds, and he just seems to like be completely. OCD to tell you the yeah. truth, right? <laughs> yeah. Um but he his life would have been so incredibly dull. Like who could give a fuck about it, right? Yeah. So I like I like also the poetry between that, between he starts just to live and then he's going to die, but again it shouldn't be for that fucking kid, it should be for fucking Maggie.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the themes, there's great themes that they they touch upon in this that I really relate to and connect with. And there's but, a lot
2: of really well done shit here. But
1: but I think one of the, the biggest problems for me is that, um, her book doesn't sound like it's very good. And I don't know why he would have to die for that book that, that if, if it, if it was the thin red line, I'm fine with that, but it's not, it seems like a pretty simple, basic, story about a tax guy who saves a fucking kid from getting hit by a bus. And that's the most beautiful story she ever wrote. Like what? her her other books like her other books must have been shit. (laughs) If that was her best stuff.
0: Once she has met him, her book would have to be the most important piece of literature ever for her to consider that she would still write and kill him after having met him for any other person is like, Oh, That's really weird that you're real. So of course I won't kill you. I'll write in, I'll write, I'll do the lottery thing. Like let's go the other way. Like I'll how about a near death experience followed by a lottery win? You get that gravy too, but uh, but but Miss Pascal's uterus is barren. There go. That's the well. You
1: could have even you could even cut to like people criticizing her book and saying like. Criticizing her book and saying we uh um she always kills off her main she always kills off her main characters, and in this book she like made us believe that she was going to do that. But in the end she like totally surprised us all by making him live or letting him live or whatever. So it's a triumph, you know, like it could have been spun that way that
2: she did it to save his life, but then everyone thought it was a psychopath. Yeah, right. Like yeah. realistically, for any of like, and like you said, the the juice is not worth the squeeze, man. the fucking ending is not poetic or uh, no, you know, it doesn't. beautiful. <laughs> it needed to be. Way.
0: It needed to be though for this movie to work. One hundred. It did yeah, need to be that's, because that's everything
2: too... is pivoting on that. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if he just hears a narrator for a while, who gives a fuck? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's his impending death that we are chasing. So, as he's learning to become life or learning to, be, to enjoy life, right? Yeah. And like really be a participant, that's when he really starts to change and open up. Fuck me if I didn't lose my point. But you know what I'm saying? What the we, fuck?
0: We all got there together, though. We did. No, end. no. Yeah,
1: I mean that would have even been a funnier ending too. That she she had compromised. I'm um, killing him off, and people said it was her best book ever because they ex the expectations of the character dying and then him not were like a huge twist or whatever. Like that would have been yeah, funny. That would have been villain. really funny. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah I don't know she's a god I guess you
1: would have to be a sociopath and an ego a a super egomaniac sociopath to not to 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 not question what you should do there you would like anyone who's not would (laughs) automatically say I'm not going to kill you like yeah. that yeah. Mi-
0: and and especially because then dustin hoffman is like you have to die yeah that's yeah. and to like you. so then like give me a gun so i can fucking kill you right now like that's yeah. what it has to be it just yeah. uh it, the first time i saw this that stuff all seemed important right and it seemed like yeah. you you leaned on dustin hoffman being like no you have to like it's so important and you're just like wow but after watching this movie, like, five or six times, you can kind of see, like, not that poetic. I see not it also
1: pretend, It's very pretentious. Like, anybody <clears throat> who thinks, like, that a book is that important. Like, um, there is someone famous recently who's, like, a bit older now. And people, someone asked him about their legacy. And he fucking started mentioning people who are, like, the biggest fucking movie stars in the world. And he's like, nobody gives a fuck about those people anymore, even knows who the fuck they are. And that's going to be me someday. And so, anybody who thinks a book is worth fucking killing him because it's going to go down in history as the most greatest piece of fucking literature, it's that's pretentious <laughs> and stupid. Yeah. And suddenly, the echo uh, of a fucking that is not six how billion it works.
2: fucking Muslim and Christian people fucking. Just lost their minds. A book is totally worth dying for. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: well,
1: that, yeah. that's definitely true, but not her book, because her her book doesn't have brim- brimstone and fire running out of the skies. It just got him dropping an apple when he gets hit by yeah. a bus. So pass. Well,
2: and what's up? What's up with the fucking wrecking ball? Is that a? Could that have killed him, or was that just a close call? And if it was, then. The entire book is about fucking, uh, you know, trailing him to death. Yeah, basically, basically, if if that's what it is, she's writing. um, What do you call it? Uh, What were those old fucking stupid movies? The Final Destination? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Right where there was like always fate was like chasing them to death. So is
0: that it? I don't know if that made it in the book or if that was just fate's way of of pushing him to go do the things that would move the story forward. Like, he'd get to the the point where, like, any narration he hears in his head would be like, this is progressing my story towards death. I shouldn't be doing it. Because this psycho and, woman might still fucking kill me. I pled for her. I even gave her the whole, I understand if you have to do it. And I was really nice and gave her her manuscript and walked away. But there's no way she kills me now, right? No, that fucking, she was going to do it.
1: I had to burnt that yeah. shit. I had to burnt it sacrificially. Yeah. Uh, I would have burnt it all. It would, I would have been fine. I wouldn't yeah, have even Yeah, and she gets her. super annoyed and <laughs> she just
2: goes to her typewriter and says, Harold Crick woke up today with a fucking uh, faulty heart. And uh, died at 12.03. Died
0: at 12.
1: Also, how boring of an author-, author would she be if every book you picked up of hers, you knew the main character was going to die? How uninteresting is that? Like, that she like so, so unoriginal. Story,
2: this, that would make the story very compelling, right? But I think when you put constraints on art, you can sometimes get, like, th- the best stuff. So, if that was the thing, right? Like, that was her thing. Like, you know, Tarantino as a thing you know the revenge thing or whatever oh yeah if that was her thing and it was really like her books were really um beautiful character studies um then i think that's fine yeah
0: i
1: guess yeah like you have um, three
0: best friends one of them dies you're like they killed one of the main characters I But they're still to say others.
1: i the, the least favorite movies of sisterhood Parenthood of the traveling of the, pants well, The revenge movies are his least favorite of mine. I like Pulp Fiction and Jackie Um, Brown better, which don't have the exact same conclusion at the end of the movie, but (laughs) what do do I know? (laughs) I didn't say they have the same conclusion. I'm saying there's a...
2: What are you talking about? They
1: do. Someone gets wronged, they want revenge, they get revenge, and they walk off in the sunset. That's the end of all of his revenge movies, pretty much.
2: Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I like the other ones (sighs) that
1: are a little bit more mysterious. Better. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Paul, is a little to me.
2: Um, yeah, it's the same reason you don't like Nickelback. It's when you heard one, you start to know what all the other ones. <laughs> You've sound seen like. them
0: all. Well. Um. So the question remains, fellas, does it hold up?
1: No, doesn't for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really want to say yes because um, I'll just be repeating
1: myself by saying why.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. We don't need to fucking be labor. Go points, down that road. Go ahead. I um, it's it's a close call because I do enjoy a lot of what's there, and I do like, I do like the attempt, I guess. But it's also like not successful attempt. So I guess I'm like, I'm like, give them a thumbs up, like, hey, next time, right? But this time, I guess probably <laughs> not. Doesn't hold up.
1: <laughs> Next time, yeah. Uh,
0: this one stabs me deep. Stabs me, me deep. I agree. Uh, this is a real interesting one, though. I could, I could probably say this movie does hold up and and sleep tonight, but I'm not gonna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John's not gonna sleep.
0: <laughs> no, it's um. There's so much to like about this. All the people did all the right things except for the bare few who just... Those little holes in the story. Yeah, the writer, I guess. Killing in the
1: ending. This is another ending where the ending kills it, really. Uh, Another uh, Chinatown. It's not that... Oh,
0: fucking Chinatown.
1: Well, that's a much worse ending than this, but they're both bad endings, but... (laughs)
0: Uh it's it's really annoying. This movie had so much charm. It's almost like it it can almost hold up and overcome this this little bit too long. Will, and then
1: this will always be my favorite Maggie Gyllenhaal movie for sure too. For her, and this will be Jeez. one of my
0: favorite Will Ferrell performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm now gonna have to say that it's kind of in a meh movie. This is like a six out of ten. Take it or leave it. A little too long. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, I'd watch it. Just yeah, um, for the performances
1: alone, and there's some great dialogue in here, and music. You, yeah. Someone said the music. I like the music in this movie. I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's good. It does fine, it right? It
1: all works and stuff. Yeah, that the, the, the like where he's moving and stuff. That composed music that they have is even good. Not just the yep. music they choose to put in, but it the, it went well with the the movie. The music.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Britt Daniel, Brian Reitzel, good job. On the yeah, music great job oh well yeah, shame you guys did good.
1: it's not your guy's fault <laughs> yeah guys tried. Doesn't hold up yeah I know it's like <laughs> it's just
0: too bad it's just too bad I well we got back. one more shot at things um is it step Brothers? Colin, have any of these I know it's movies not held step up Brothers. for you <laughs> no it's anchorman
1: Ooh, uh well i I'm pretty sure that one's not gonna no have they what what were the other two now I can't remember
0: the other guys in uh, old school. Old school?
1: Oh, I think I said old school held up. Yeah. Even though old school's kind of uh, was a like, it was just a barely pass. I think we all said it passed. Yeah, that's right.
0: We? Yeah. And you said the other guys did not, Brent, and I said it did.
1: It was like a C yeah. minus uh, old school, and the other ones were D's or F's for me.
0: Right on. All <laughs> right. Ones. All right. Wow. Anchorman yeah. will be next. So we'll see if the. F- potentially funniest I don't know quote unquote one of the more famous definitely ones that solidified Will Ferrell as a legend because uh, of the character just, he plays in Anchorman
1: I would suggest we just we do Anchorman next week but then we do Step Brothers the week after I <laughs> will go f- I'll I just want to see a few guys if it holds up I really do I, I think it's my one of my favorites of all, all of his movies
2: yeah, I'm yeah. curious, too, because I didn't like it upon the beginning watches, and then I've kind of grown fond of it.
1: That is exactly um, what happened to me, too. I thought it was stupid. But I don't I know if it's like a uh, genius about like it. Like when
2: you fall in love with your captor, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, Jesus. It's a Stockholm Syndrome movie. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that. We'll uh, see well, about that.
0: We have kind of some things planned, but I, I've what, what is planned out to the just future? Well, we we'll talk that. about that in the next episode um, because oh, we, can't we give up save too it much for the fans. Well, yeah. We save it till the end of the month, and then we announce the big June episodes. Um, there might be some fighting in those episodes, though. Some fighting um, between okay. us or the movies? Oh, well, that's yet to be seen. Maybe some boxing month? reenactments. Is it all Rockies? Some knife fights.
3: <laughs>
0: I do. Oh. We, I do want to do the Rockies. Actually, we have well, to do
1: at least Rocky One. I mean, I thought we did. Won the, yeah, won the Oscar for screenplay.
0: Yeah, you won the
1: Oscar
2: for screenplay.
0: Dun dun. Oh, that'd be nice. There it is. <laughs> all right, Anchorman next week. Um, thanks, boys, for chatting about this flick that unfortunately falls a little bit short. Even though there's Oh, lots shout to out to the Writers Guild. It's like Johnny, that disappointing. Oh, uh, huge we're support to writers. y'all. Yeah, without yeah, you. Yeah, go we'll get it. I'm sure you're all listening. There's no hope for the writing. Yeah. We need you. We hope
1: hopefully you <laughs> win big. <laughs> we need you. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: otherwise, everything's going to be. Them wi- use chat GPT. use ChatGPT.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, everything's going to be. <laughs> 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 chat GPT.
0: Use firm but non lethal violence on scabs. Yeah, yeah. Punch like you a know. Rubber spouse bounce. punching is allowed, but no stabbing. You know, keep yeah, it.
2: Bag of oranges.
0: Yeah, like the, yeah, that's a great way. Sting the cuts too. because don't good. leave marks. Yeah.
2: Stick them in the guts. <laughs> 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 maybe. I maybe. Maybe.
0: Okay. Yeah, but no. Um, good luck in your plate for. I right, told WGA
1: to enjoy their shit, Johnny.
0: All right, everybody go away, do things. We'll see you next time. And until then, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.